I am Finn Melanson, and you are listening to the Single Track Podcast. We have our second ever emergency podcast here today, and that is because there is some breaking local news here in Utah. Carl Meltzer, the race director of the Speed Goat 50K, uh, just announced a partnership with UTMB. So in this episode, we get Carl on the line and we break it all down for you. We also talk about his latest 100-mile win, and we do a little bit of trail running world speculation on potential golden ticket races for Western states here in Utah. Carl's a great guest, highly entertaining, highly informative. This is a quick one, but I think you'll like it. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good to be chatting again. I really appreciate this. Yeah, no, no big deal, man. I'm just uh, sitting around. <laughs> Can we talk first about the 100-mile victory? Yeah. Uh, well, Beast of the East 100, December 11th. It's been a rough year. I know we talked earlier, so we probably went over some of that stuff, but uh, and I pulled it off. wasn't super competitive, but I ran a good, strong race. You know, that record's definitely breakable <laughs> for what it's worth but uh, it was a good course four lapper uh out and backs so when you're in the lead or second or third place or whatever you can really tell what position you're in so for me that was good because i didn't know the course or anything so i just ran my deal and ended up being the first one across the line <laughs> i didn't ask you this last time how long does it take you to recover from these typically and what does 2022 look like from a racing standpoint Recovery is always a mystery, but in a race like this, I, was, I won by almost three hours, and my lead at 57 miles was an hour and 28 minutes. So you don't necessarily have to keep the throttle up at the top bore at that point. So I just kind of ran it and probably ran a little bit slower than I could have if I really would have had somebody pushing me. I mean, the slower you go, the faster you recover. I mean, right now, I've been stomping snow in my backyard for about multiple hours the last couple of days because we're building our croquet winter court. Nice. That's been my recovery program. <laughs> sidestep, sidestep, sidestep. <laughs> so what Hoka 10 nines, they're great because they have a really big sole. <laughs> <laughs> and I shoveled all the snow, as you know, we got lots of that. So I've been totally like moving around and doing stuff. And that's been the best thing for me because I really, to be honest with you, if I felt like I could run five miles to Right now, I probably could without really too much of an issue. Yeah. But you know, it's hard saying sometimes, but I feel good. I'm pretty psyched. I got the thing done. I pulled it off at the last minute. So now I can just hit the reset button and focus on 22. What are you looking at right now in terms of events? Like a couple hundreds? Have you committed uh, to anything? Well, it'll be hundreds because I don't consider anything else worth it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really know. My name is on the list for the Hellbender 100, which is May 6th. And that's near Mount Mitchell in North Carolina. Fantastic course. I've run it once before. In terms of difficulty and cool courses on the East Coast, it probably wins the award. Mm. Is that Aaron Saft? Does he put that together? He did. I don't know if it's still him, but it's, you know, it's near Asheville. Again, Mitchell. Beautiful. It's great. It's mostly single track. There's some fire road, which is always cool too. So I entered that. Before that, I really, I'll probably do something before, but I really don't know yet. I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. I did put my name on the Bear 100 wait list. Number 283. But, you know, I've won it before. Maybe we want to wiggle me in on that one. So he always seems to be pretty lenient with the locals. Yeah, he is. It's such a great course. And every year that it happens, I'm like, man, I'd really like to run Bear again. So I threw my name on the list. And other than that, though, I really don't 
you know, I don't have a race schedule or plan really filled out. I didn't enter, didn't enter any of the lottery races. So those are out. Yeah. I want to stay healthy, a lot healthier than last year. I think that'd be a pretty good goal. I was scrolling my Instagram feed today and what caught my eye is the fact that, uh, speed goat is going to be partnering with UTMB. And for those that somehow don't know, you're the race director of the speed goat 50 K here in the Salt Lake city area, but I don't know much more than that. So could you just generally talk us through like what the partnership looks like and what, if anything changes for the race? So this negotiation has been going on since January. So it's been going on for a long time. It's a big thing. It came to me randomly. I was contacted and on just via email and someone asked me if I was interested in selling my race. And, you know, it's, it's not like Hasu, Haseen Muhammad gives you $800 million online. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, I'll talk to you and see what they want to say. And so I talked to him and, you know, they talked to me about the concept of the UTMV World Series about uh, how the race speed goat can grow. And as you know, Fanna, like I put on the race, but you don't see me doing a massive marketing push. You don't see me getting all bunch of tons of local sponsors. I just put my race on and what comes to me, I kind of make the race happen. The idea behind a good race in my eyes is a great course, a perfectly well-marked course. And then people enjoy the finish line. That's fun to have fun to hang out, you know, to me, that's, thing about putting on a race it's not about how big the expo and the venue and all that stuff is it's cool too i like that side of things too but with partnership with utmb and ironman too it's uh it brings more to the table right you'll see live tracking you'll see live probably live shots during the race you'll see just much much better ability to watch and see the race from a media standpoint mm. Having been in the, in the sport for a long, long time, I wasn't involved with putting on Run Rabbit Run, but I was in the conversation about having a race with prize money. Yeah. Anyway, that's which means putting on a big race. And it just kind of came to me randomly, and we talked about it, and we came to terms. I'm still going to be the RD. You're not going to see uh, a massive build-out, out-of-control instantly <laughs> like you'll see at UTMB. The idea is to grow the race, but grow it at a smart rate that we can accommodate it. So you won't all of a sudden see nine, you know, 800, 1200 runners on the course at once. You're not going to see that. You're going to see a regular speed go at 50K um, with high fives at the finish. This is a slightly different build out at the finish line, much better and cleaner anyway. So that's what you'll see. You might see better food at the finish line. Well, it might not be Domino's Pizza. It might be something better than that. Aid stations will still have first-class stuff. But you're not going to notice a ton of difference, but the idea behind it is to, with Speedgoat, is now a qualifier for OCC, which is one of UTMB's seven races in Chamonix, the week of the big UTMB. OCC is a shorter race. It's not the full 170 kilometers, but it brings people over to Sham and makes a good partnership and gives people the opportunity to get in that race as well. And we'll see what comes in the future, right? I'm guaranteed I'm going to work three years with it. Okay. And to hope to work after that too. So it's not like I'm really leaving the race. So I'm going to try to keep the exact same, more or less the exact same feel as we've had before. You mentioned that the 50K is a qualifier for OCC. How about mm -hmm. the 25K? Does that give you any points in that system? No. Okay. And then... It's just, it's 50K is sort of a signature event. So we'll have two days of racing. So on Friday, we'll have a 13K, which a route that I put together in my head, but um, it'll be highly entertaining, as you can imagine. Uh, yeah. And then the 28K is just a good introduction to what 50K is like, but the 50K is really this feature 
the future event, as it always has been. Is there any talks about introducing any longer races into the series, like a speed goat hundred K? And the reason why I ask that is a, if there could be qualifiers, for example, for CCC and then B uh, because Hoka is involved and we don't have a golden ticket race in Utah yet. Could that be a possibility? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm not going to say no. I, initially here is the idea is to get this race going and see what we can do in the future. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I kind of like the idea. I'd love to have a longer race, but you and me, you and me both know that um, it involves a lot more. You can't throw a hundred K on score. Yeah. Unless you want to do, you know, out and back of the 50 K, which that would be rad. But at the same time, that's not really what we're looking for. Yeah. So we'll see. And I really don't know the answer to that. And you hinted at this, but are you expecting like a lot more entrance than normal next year, for example, because of the new relationship directly with the UTMB series? And if so, are there any permitting issues there? Does Snowbird have a strict cap on runners? Right. So I think we'll see more runners for sure, because you'll actually see a marketing plan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike myself, who does nothing. Um, you probably see more runners. As far as Snowbird goes, our forest service permit is 700 runners okay, per day. That has to be, that still has, that's still in the works. I don't have that signed off at the moment. So we'll just leave it at that. But that shouldn't be a problem. We've had discussions about it already. It's not, you know, no secret. Um, so you'll see more people. Snowbird is completely on board. And I've ever, my relationship with Snowbird is uh, unique, I think, for most race directors and resorts. I worked there for 17 years. And not everybody knows that, but I worked there for a long, long time. And I know um, everyone. <laughs> From the top level to the lower level, not everyone, but you know what I'm saying. I know everybody and that helps the relationship be solid. And I think Dave feels that Snowbird um, is psyched to where both, we both feel that this is a great partnership for Snowbird, for me, for UTMB, for like the whole deal. I don't know if Snowbird technically of their own has a, like a number in, in mind. It's not really about the number because we've seen events at Snowbird with, we've seen 5,000 archers there for a week, right? I don't know that but every year they have an archery event there where there's about 5,000 archers that go all over the mountain and do all kinds of things and shoot fake animals and whatever so it's not really about the limited amount of people what's the amount of uh, impact you have on the environment so we're just going to manage it so the impact is really no different than it is now I mean the course that we have for speed goat as you know is mostly on rock right yeah Sure, there's some grass park, sure, there's some trail, but generally speaking, it's all rocky. My goal is really to not put any input on the environment part of it and to keep it as sustainable as possible without, um, I don't know if doing damage is the right word, but just doing any, you know, making any impact. We want to keep it as clean and as, as solid as it's been in, in the past. And that's going to be my focus. And if that really were to change somehow for, um, beyond my control, then you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be with it. I don't see that happening at all. I think the relationship's going to be awesome. You mentioned prize money. Is there going to be a bigger prize purse than normal? And if so, are you able to give numbers? Sure, a prize purse was 7000 so 2 one, and 5 And I believe that's what it will be next year. Okay. If there was not this transaction, that's what it would have been again. It wouldn't have changed. Whether it goes higher or lower or whatever, of course, I'm going to shoot for never being lower. I want it to go high. I want it to go way up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond my control at the moment. You know, now that... Where, where we're at, but it will be 7,000 next year. 
And do you envision there being like a Western States style of coverage where you have people providing like play-by-play and like drone coverage and stuff like that? What do you envision like the first year in this partnership, the the coverage looking like? Yeah, that is vision for sure. Right. That'd be killer, right? I mean, Snowbird is like you, it's set up. I mean, God, those two could sit on top of the mountain and do the, do the stuff, you know? Right. But, um, the drone, the drone flying thing is a, is a permanent thing that I is beyond my control and beyond UTMBs and Ironman's control. I think it's just have to have a permit over a ski resort. It's complicated, but no, of course that's in the, the discussion. I don't know if that the drone will happen, but yes, the idea is to have live coverage. And again, the tracking of runners, like, you know, we use a bingo sheet at the end of our stations to track people, which is actually very efficient, but it doesn't really like show the public what's going on on race day. It just helps us from the race directors and the volunteers standpoint. But you're right. The idea is to be, you know, when you see UTMB live, um, think of Speedgoat, same thing. Yeah. When you think about the transaction that took place, what were the selling points? Like what made you ultimately want to go through with the partnership? Well, like I said, I was approached from them. Um, the last couple of years that I put the race on, every year that I come to it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I put Speedgoat on again. And don't get wrong. <laughs> It's not that I don't want to do it. It's been an amazing ride. It's been awesome for me to have this race. As I get older, it's like, well, you know, do you want to do this forever? Or, do you, you know, when you're 70 years old, do you still want to be doing on Speedgoat? And uh, my goal to sell it really, I never really thought that was actually in the cards. You know, it goes on with selling a race, right? You don't just sell somebody something for $10,000 and say, Thanks very much. It's all yours. Enjoy putting the race on. That's not how it works. You have to be involved and you have to kind of transition it nicely. And I'm going to be, like I said, I'm going to be involved as long as I can until I'm ready to be out. Yeah. In my world, all of my world, in many different aspects of it, um, I've said a lot of things have fallen into my lap. And when I see a good opportunity, I jump on it. I move with it and see if it can work, if that's better description. So this was another one of those times that it was an opportunity and yeah. how many opportunities do you have to sell, to sell an event in ultra running? How many events are really worth selling to someone, you know? So yeah, yeah, it was an opportunity. And like I said, it took a year to discuss everything and that's a long time. That's a lot of back and forth. That's a lot of here to's and whereas <laughs> when the contracts jump on opportunities when you can, cause you only live once. Right. I mean, dude, major kudos because you've been building the race for what, 12, 13 years now. And it's pretty cool. And one of the biggest names in the sport swings by and like, I love what you built. Uh, let's do a transaction. I think it's a cool thing. Yeah. You'll, like I said, you won't see a crazy thing happening here. You just, you're still going to see like race. Um, yeah. the highly entertaining, you know, course and stuff. Like that. I'm psyched. It's a great move for me. Well, switching gears a little bit while I still have you on the line, I want to uh, do a little bit of just like trail running world speculation, if you don't mind. Yep. I, I mentioned it earlier. I was curious when this partnership started, if there was going to be an expansion of the speed goat race for like, for example, a 50 miler or a hundred K came into the mix. And that's because as I've seen this reordering of the golden ticket series, for example, for Western States, a race in Utah is notably absent, which is crazy because this is like, in my opinion, one of the meccas in our sport. And, and easy like, to get to. And easy to get to. Salt Lake City International Airport. It's just crazy. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like why we don't have one here yet? And like, if you're just putting like your race director hat on again, do you see any courses out there that'd be a good fit for it? 
think Scout Mountain 100K would be a great fit for Western. Is that just over the border in Idaho, Scout yeah, Mountain? Yeah, it's in uh, near Pocatello. Luke Nelson's race record is a fantastic course. Okay, it's a, it's, I mean, it's, it's harder than Western, you know. <laughs> but the problem is, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that the Golden Ticket Series races for Western states, they require a certain number of entrants in the race. Yeah. I know that Scout Mountain doesn't, their permits might be like 140 or something, so it's not high enough. Yeah. That's, that course, seriously, is fantastic. Yeah. Anyone wants to run a 100K in Pocatello in late May, that's the one. Um, our other races around here, I suppose, if you really wanted to, I ran the Zion 100K, and I don't know if that's really. You know, it's 100K. I mean, it has to be 100K, right? So that's the thing. There aren't really a ton of 100Ks. Yeah. I'm thinking off the top of my head, I suppose Tushar has a 100K as well. Mm. A good mountain run. It certainly would be a qualifier up again. But again, I think it just has to do with the number of participants. You have to ask Craig Thornley at Western about that, but I'm pretty sure that's the reason. I've been trying to convince Canis, who runs the Twisted Fork 60K, to... Yeah, there you go. Add, well, I'd, I'd love for him to add the Mid-Mountain Trail into that course so that you could get like a full-on 100k i think that'd be rad yeah seriously park city right yeah we've talked about park city before and oh yeah venue and that's it is uh it'd be spectacular don't kid yourself that's it, the town is there everything is there and the, the trails are there and the trails aren't really you could make something super duper hard there, but you don't want to really you want to make just a great course um yeah park city has potential for sure yeah. And the conversation that will not be named, I've gotten more emails from that conversation we had about a potential thing yeah. starting and finishing in Park City. It's just crazy. Like the amount of interest is there. Anyways, I just love speculating. And I think I love- uh, Candace, Candace is a good start. I mean, honestly, he's a smart dude. <laughs> yeah. Not just, yeah. but he knows people. He knows the area really well. I mean, he's got some connections. I mean, you know, fuck him. But, yeah. Um, my, my other, the other-, the other uh, Western- yeah, the other spot that I'd love to see one is Corner Canyon. I think you could really fit a neat little 100K in Corner Canyon as well, going mm-hmm. back into American Fork. Yeah, you think about this place. There's so much potential. <laughs> yeah. Do something in Camas. You could do, <laughs> you can go on and on about where you can have races and, and, and an endless conversation. But maybe that was some of the draw with Speedgoat internationally, 40 minutes from Snowbirds, Salt Lake City Airport, right? Yeah. And it's never a traffic mess. Pretty rare if it would be. So there's a lot of good things about Speedgo with UTMB, not just the race itself, but the whole access to it and all the, you know, what we can provide to Snowbird and stuff. So, but yeah, like you said, I mean, there's no reason Candace wouldn't be a good person to just give that a shot, I guess. Yeah. Well, dude. Scott Mountain, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. I think Scott Mountain's a good idea too, but yeah, the permitting. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time and just be willing to hop on and help us break the news because I think that there are just a lot of people that, that saw it and they're interested and in, I just appreciate out the details. Well, you know, well, just lastly about the race, the, the registration will go on online on January 10th. Okay. So that's the date. You'll see a different website. You can go to my carmeltzer.com website and click it on there. And I'm just going to end up having a direct link to that for now. Okay. So that's how you get to enter. And that's the 10th of January, but anything else, you know, we can keep talking every couple of months. There'll be something else that comes up and, uh, you know, hopefully everything will work out at the end here. Yeah. Well, hey, we'll put all this in the show notes. And uh, as always, you're one of my favorite guests. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Finn. It's always a pleasure.
Thanks, as always, for listening. If you haven't already, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people discover the show. Consider doing the same thing, sharing the episode on social media. Facebook or Instagram are perfect. Love doing this. Love making content for y'all. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. Until next time.